This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. bless your name. We worship you. Massive and mighty. Gracious. Awesome. Thank you. Blessed be your name. The Lord God. Massive and gracious. Long suffering. Abundant in steadfastness and in truth. Showing mercy to thousands. Forgiving liquidity, transgression and sin. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. Somebody put your hands together this morning and praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I receive mercy. Can you just walk up to 100 people? <laughs> and welcome the teacher this morning. And the sword of Elisha. Whoever escapes the sword of Azel, Jehu shall slay. You don't know when your word will come. But everybody's word will come. From today, if you need to tell your boss tomorrow, Sir, can I double my work for this week? Because on Thursday, I'm closing early. And on Friday, I'm not coming at all. Wherever your bosses tell them what I've said, they will let you go. Some people tie the camel that Jesus rode on. He said, when you lose it and they say, why? He said, the master. He told them what to say. The anointing of the Lord. One day, a man was about to be deported. He entered America illegally. One of the European countries. I'm not sure that America is one of the European countries. And he heard Reverend Joe. When Reverend Joe came to preach in his country, and he went to the meeting, and he said, look, I'm in trouble. I did something wrong. I'm supposed to be deported. He said, and they are looking for me about to deport. Reverend Joe said, go and meet them. Don't run away. Tell them that you don't want to go back to Nigeria. Say, then he said, tell them that Reverend Joe said you should not. 
the man had Ibadan's signature, you know. And he went there. He just went to immigration. And he just fed people at the immigration. And he said, uh-uh. Reverend Jalegwe said that I should tell you that I don't want to be deported. And they all laughed. Said, we don't know Reverend George, but that you are very funny. And they told him that, you know what, we are not deporting you again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tell your boss that you are not going to be around on Friday. And they say, by the way, sir, you should even come around. Let's go shut down the office on Friday. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Not only are you releasing me, sir, there's no work. Every staff is coming. <laughs> when the glory of the Lord rises on you, Nebuchadnezzar was not a Christian, he was not a Jew, but he made the decree. Speak against the God of Daniel and I will roast you. This was a pagan king talking. He said, for no God can rescue in this manner. When the Lord begins to walk, he makes all men to see. Let's read something before we take our seat this morning. First Kings, or Second Kings, sorry, chapter 1. Father in heaven, we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established. Second Kings chapter 1 verse 10. Or let's start from verse 9. Then the king sent to him captain of 50, which is 50, and went up to him, and behold, he sat on top of a hill. And he spake to him, Thou man of God, the king has said, Come down. And Elijah answered, The captain of the fifty, If I be. Ah, Lord, help us to talk this way. Not to roast people. But if I be a man of God, Christianity is not theory. Let fire come down from heaven and consume, consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire and consumed him and his fifty. Next verse. Again he sent to him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he said to him, O man of God, thus hear the king, come down quickly. This one is a fool. I'm sure this one roasted quickly also. The first one said, come down, and the God roasted. Now, you went there and had there quickly. <laughs> then Elijah answered and said, his answer, this time, and the same answer, if I be a man of God, let fire come down. Even though God doesn't want any to perish, but he endorsed the word of Elijah. And then, the fire of God came down and consumed him and his fifty. Next verse. And the king sent another captain. And this third captain of the fifty went up and came and fell on his knees. This one is a Nigerian. Very smart. Probably from Yoruba tribe. Hey, <laughs> Josiah. 
Not be my fault, too. That job. Say, I, I, me, too, better. Ah, Elijah said, ah, they trained this one well. Then he said, let's go. That means he could have gone with all others. But they are told, king said. And he was like, we are talking about the anointing. You are talking about king. We can reverse the words of king. Oh, God bless you. Have your seat this morning. Hallelujah. Elijah was saying that the unction of God is stronger than the command of any president or any king. Hallelujah. But I'm looking at these statements. If I be, can a Christian say, if I am a Christian, if I'm a child of God, by this time, tomorrow, I will have this amount. Now, that was Elijah. But let's just read something from Elijah also. Just some of the effects of the anointing. On the island, we spoke about one. And I will do a little, we peep into that a bit. I was talking about that on the island. There was such a strong anointing on the island service on Thursday. If you have not been coming, I feel sorry for you. Really, I'm feeling sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Second Kings chapter 7. The anointing can change situation overnight. So there was famine in Samaria. And everybody was hungry. Then Elisha said, now go to verse 6, the last five verses. When the king was about to kill him. Chapter 6, sorry, chapter 6, the last six verses. Last five verses, chapter 6. Just go to chapter, the chapter before. And the king said, what ailed thee? And she answered, this woman said, give me thy son that we may eat him today and we will eat your son tomorrow. Next verse. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her the next day, give me your son that we may eat him. And she eat that son. Of course, again, another Nigerian. <laughs> Terrible situation. Why would you agree to boil your son? But the other one was very smart. But then they were both wicked. Why not boil themselves and give their son to it? But that was a terrible condition when people became cannibals overnight. Because of this famine, when the king heard, go down, this annoyed the king. And he said, why are we... When the king heard their words, he rent his clothes and he passed by on the wall and the people looked, behold, there was a sackcloth within upon his flesh. Mm. So he wore a royal robe before. Under that royal robe, there was a sackcloth. There are many people in our society who wear royal robe. But under that royal robe, there's a sackcloth. A cloth of money. Under. When nobody's around, they cry. But on Facebook, I see me and my swag. That's what they post on Instagram. We are always happy. And they are carrying popcorn. Happy always. But then, she's still going to wet her pillow that night. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Anyone that is shedding any secret tears here. I speak comfort to you. That in the name of Jesus, whatever is the source of that affliction, the life in it is removed. It falls apart and you rise out of the ashes into light in the name of Jesus. 
So they said, oh, so king can, so this king has sackcloth. And then the king said, you know what? Next verse. Then he said, God do so and more also to me. That's how they used to swear in those days. If the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. Next verse. But Elisha sat in his house and the elders sat with him. And the king sent a man before him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, the gift was just activated all of a sudden. Like when they first... So he sat up with the other, they were gisting. He just, hey, wait, 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 wait. May the Lord make you this sensitive. This is what we are made... Oh, Karuste. I... In these evil days, we need this. That when calamity is 100 meters away, you will just turn back. Sometimes we don't know why you are turning back. You will just feel like turning back. Thank you. Ah. He said to the other, See, this son of Madra has sent to take away my head. Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast as the door. It's not the sound of his master's feet behind him. Then next verse. While he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came and said to him, Behold, this evil is for the Lord, from the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? And then, <laughs> next verse, our next chapter. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus hear the Lord. The Lord didn't talk to him. He spoke on God's behalf. There is a dimension in the spirits where you speak and God endorses what you have said. Because at that time, your will and the will of the Father, they be synchronized. You are not just going to talk anyhow. There is deep now calling unto deep. Are you, are you with me? There is something that leads to this and that is what I want to talk about briefly. Uh, my time is already showing 13 minutes. Before we move on thought service. And that is the reason why you will be able, when you understand what I'm saying, to make statements like this. It is called prophecy. Not that God said, say this. At times it does that, but your spirit picks the conversation of heaven and you utter it with your mouth and it produces the same results. Elisha said, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And the king's servant said, even if God will make windows in heaven, <laughs> oh God, I'm making the prophesy measure by measure now. How can this happen? But he did not know that Elisha was talking from a source. He had the word of the Lord. What gets a mortal man to the point of talking this way and that God? Now, let's just jump a little. See, when he made this statement, when I get to this, like we got to this on the island, and I began to feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and it's already looking like that right now. There were four lepers. Some of you here will remember, the, just the, the, the as soon as Elijah, Elisha said, about this time tomorrow, a measure of width and two measures of barley. Whatsoever the Spirit places in your spirit to say, when you say it, it does not matter how it will come to pass. 
Because God has machineries everywhere. Good, bad, and ugly. Can you get what I'm saying? There were four lepers. Now, one led to the farming that may be able to be eating their children. In those days, farm used to be outside the city. So the Syrians came and the soldiers shut the gates. So everybody was inside. So for months, nobody could go out. So automatically, farming started. So that when they shut all borders and everybody was done, people started dying of hunger. But because lepers, listen to me, there are no mistakes in God. Aye. Hallelujah. You are the one praying now and asking God for something. Before you pray, God already arranged all the blessings. When you pray, they align together. Aye. God does not start working when you pray. When you pray many times, God will open your eyes to see the work that he already he, he has done already. Before the famine started, four guys were already lepers. They were leprous men. And lepers were told to, they must be shot outside the city. They thought their life didn't mean anything. But you see, they were waiting for something. When Elisha spoke that about this time, as not that word came out of his lip. Now, they were in town. They, didn't, they were outside. They didn't know what was going on in town. They were not part of the conversation. That word that Elisha spoke into the spirit, angels responded to it. It blew like waves and it entered the brain of one of them. And he just said, hey guys, why are we sitting down here till we die? And he said, if we go to the city, everybody's hungry there. They're already killing their children. We will die. If we sit here, hunger is catching up with us, so we die. He said, but our enemies, the Syrians are there. Maybe if we go and beg them for food, they will look at us and say, these are lepers. They don't have salt, they don't have fat, they are leprous men. They will just say, no, 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 okay, take food, go, 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 go. They used to treat lepers like that day, in those days. So they said, deaths in the city, 100% certain. If we sit down here and we don't eat for a couple of days more, death is certain. But this one has 50-50. And none of the three said no to the one that was talking. And they all agreed. Why? A prophetic word. Why am I saying conversations that will elevate you taking place this week? All of a sudden, as the service ends, somebody wakes up he picks up his phone and it's your, your matter something he has not talked about you that he has not remembered all of a sudden somebody remembers the application you made a year ago somebody remembers that it's time for you to do your PhD somebody remembers that somebody remembers your face again and then he says that is the girl I need to marry are you with me that conversation just started only for them to get there no Syria and they began to pack food but Elisha spoke about this time he didn't know about lepers he just spoke but then we are looking at two things together the effect of such words which will happen after this service but then also how can an average believer a Christian how do we get to a point where we make statements like this? In the school of the spirits, that means in the kingdom of God, let's use that kingdom, not school. We have 
promises in God's word. But we also have prophecies. Promises don't carry dates. For instance, Genesis 15, God told Abraham, I'm going to give Sarah a son. But there was no timing attached to that promise. So it was a promise. But later, in Genesis 18, God came down. And when Abraham gave God food, he gave him suya, roasted beef. Then God finished eating and he said, about this time, according to the time of life, Sarah will have a son. So now, it's no more a promise. It's now a prophecy. And Sarah said that, ah, ah. She laughed. She didn't know that God was there. Maybe because she just fed them. So she thought that they ate too much. And God said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? And Sarah quickly lied that, ah, I didn't laugh. Oh. And God just said, boy, you laugh. It is amazing how simple God is with his people. If it were to be the kind of God some people are talking about, Sarah would have fallen down straight away. God just said, no, you lied. You laughed. And maybe he says, okay, okay, I laughed. And Abraham didn't talk about it after the after God left, they said, I should put this over. See your life. The way you lie. Now, you know, they lie to God. Ah! See, 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 see. <laughs> I believe she will never lie again. You see, God's love, they turn a man away from wickedness. Yes. It doesn't threaten people to live evil, it shows them the way and leaves them with the option to follow. Of course, judgment will set in one day. So, you better do what you try. Are you following? So, God made that statement. So, he moved from a promise into a prophecy. Now, can those who are seated here this morning get to a point where there is a need like this crisis in Samaria? Your school fees is due. Or embassy is always saying no to you and you have to do masters abroad. Can those who are here this morning and those who are watching me make a statement that about this time tomorrow and that God will endorse it, what does it take? Can we speak on behalf of our relatives who are not saved and say that before the end of this month, can we speak to ourselves and can we speak to relatives? Can we also say like what he said in first King Samuel? There will be no be rain nor so, except by my words. Can we shut down political parties and act? Can we shut down evil? Prophecies are in degrees. No, we'll be talking about the anointing. I want to call your attention to just one thing. There are sources of the anointing. In first service, we read in first Kings 19:15. When Elijah was Elijah now, the first man was on the mountain. Elijah handed over to Elisha. Eli, God, God is this, God is that. So one Elijah, one Elisha. So Elijah was the old, the main prophet. 
And everything he did, Elisha started doing when the anointing came upon him also. They both raised the, raised the dead. Elijah did, Elisha did. First Kings 17, Second Kings chapter 4. They both raised the dead. Now, in first service we read, when Elijah ran away from Jezebel and was complaining on the mountain, then God told her, go down. And he told him to anoint three people. He said, Azel, to be the king of Assyria. He said, anoint Jehu to be the king of Israel. And anoint Elisha to replace you in the prophetic office. And first service, I told them that Elijah did not anoint the remaining two. He just anointed Elisha. It was Elisha that anointed Jehu. And it was Elisha's servant that anointed. Uh, so it was Elisha that anointed Asa. Elisha, Elisha's servant anointed Jehu. But as far as God was concerned, he told Elijah to do it. But he passed it to Elisha. Elisha passed it to his own servant. Because the anointing is transferable. Now listen. I'm going to talk about atmosphere. And I'm going to do more of this thought service. Because my time is half three minutes more. But let's just say this about this. You can be anointed because you stay around the anointing. That might be the last we talk about. When an anointed person is in a place and you are a partner, you pray with him, you go around with him, a measure of the anointing. That was why the disciples in Luke 10 and in Matthew 10 they too could command the evil spirit to come out and it happened. But you see, when Jesus went on the mountain for transfiguration in John, in Matthew 17, on the mount of transfiguration, and they were left alone, they could not deal with epilepsy. But I don't want to start with anointing within, because the rule that controls everything is atmosphere. Now, there are three things you should be conscious of, or three entrances into the anointing. When you are born again, there's an anointing within, but it can rise and there can be an anointing on you. The within has its nature, its own uh, work. We've talked about that one time, but that's not our focus now. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me, is our focus right now. First service, the one that Elisha put on Jehu was anointing for vengeance. And Jehu brought down Jezebel. Some need that anointing for vengeance. Families that have been oppressed. The enemy, I'm not talking about attacking human beings and causing them. No, no. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, every woman attack you see, there's a spirit behind it. When you discover, if you fight the human being, if you win, the spirit will leave and go to someone else. Someone else will begin to give you problem. Have you seen people who left a job because you felt everybody hated you in the office? You got a better job, you rejoice for a while, the same situation started again. Everybody against you again. When there is the voice of accusation speaking against your life, if you don't silence the voice spiritually, wherever you go, it will be the same effect. People will love you, they will employ you and hate you. Yeah. Anyone you do good to after time, I do understand people just always gossip, tear you down and do that. It's not them. A spirit must be kept quiet. Hallelujah. And you cannot deal with Jezebel without being anointed. 
So Jehu eventually ordered for her killing. Even though Jehu did nothing about her also until the anointing came upon Jehu. And the dwelling anointing came, but just went straight for Jezebel. But we talked a bit about that first service. Here we are looking at sources. What you see all through Old Testament, God sending somebody to anoint somebody. I want to call your attention to three things. But here, I will start with the one that should have been the third one. Worship. The secret about these things is that the more you fellowship with Jesus, he is the anointed one. That's the meaning of Christ. Christ means the anointed one. And he's the only one that has the spirit without measure. John 3, 34. He is anointed without measure. All that you saw in Elijah, there was a measure and limitation. Elijah called down fire, but Elijah did not prophesy about the Messiah. Isaiah did not call down fire, but Isaiah prophesied about the coming of Jesus. Everybody had his own area in Old Testament. But when Jesus came, the fullness of the anointing. Hallelujah. This is why, whether you are in your house, I said this, but Pastor Billy reminded me that I said, and I'm saying it again. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. He did not say that wherever two or three are praying. What's the subject of your gathering? Even if you are eating fried rice in your house, and on the dining table you begin to talk about Jesus. Ayash. The two guys that he joined on the road to Emmaus, they were talking about his death. They just, Jesus was just crucified. And two men were traveling. And they were talking about, and Jesus joined them. And they did not know that he was the one. And he said, what are you guys talking about? Say, a prophet Jesus, he was killed some three days ago. And he said, really? And he said, oh, foolish guys. That was too right in the law. And they found out, any time your conversation is around Jesus, his presence and his anointing. See, Likoski. Ah. See, there are prayers and there are prayers. People pray, Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God of Abraham, do this. Fine. That is just a low class in the spirit. When you pray, a prayer of fellowship, a prayer that is taken from God's word, every scripture has codes. Hiya. The Bible says, praise him, you angels, who excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of his word. Angels respond. When what? You don't know the meaning of, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Revelation chapter 2, the Bible said there was war in heaven. Michael and his angel fought, and then the dragon fought back. And the Bible said there was no place for the dragon, and then it was cast down. So verse 11 says that, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, they loved not their lives even unto death. For years, when I was a young boy, so this is why, in the place of fellowship, your eyes are open. I did not know. I thought the angels were the ones who were using the blood of the Lamb. Until God showed me two things. Number one, angels cannot plead the blood. Redemption is not for angels. Number two, angels don't die. And the final part said that they love not their lives unto death. You know what the Bible is talking about there? The warfare that goes on in the heavenlies is controlled by men or not. Yes. As we engage the blood of Jesus, angels prevail in the spirits. Oh God. What a privilege. 
that the father has given us that on earth we can affect what's happening there that was why when daniel was praying the prince of Persia began to wrestle the angel in the heavenlies the angel was coming because daniel was praying but the prince of Persia stopped and stopped the angel and there was a wrestle and people still talk about well we pray over cities and rest, but make no mistake about it daniel was limited because there was no name of jesus yeah oh god so daniel fasted for 21 more days his soul was longing for i wish lord i know there's a battle going on there we don't even know who is winning priest of passion or the angel and daniel kept fasting and as if his fasting was fueling the power of the angel eventually michael had to come and help the angel daniel 10 daniel 9 daniel 11 michael had to come and help the angel but you know what wherefore god has highly exalted him and he has given him a name that are the mention of the name of jesus every name not of things in where 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 of things in heaven of things on earth and of things under the name goes beyond this realm so if daniel as he was praying if he had that revelation but it was not for a generation if as he was praying if daniel said in the name of jesus christ the priest of Pasha would have just boom straight away the angel wouldn't need to draw sword further but daniel did not have that name but we have the name one of the ways to create the atmosphere of the anointing talk about jesus Talk about Jesus. See you on your bed with your hands lifted up. I believe Jesus died and rose again. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. His blood is shed for me. I've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, there is no sin between me and the Father. I have access to the Father. In His name, heaven stand. In His name, I reign on that. In His name, spirit in water. They bow. You are speaking. Those are codes in the spirit. They are stronger than 21 day fasting of someone else. Because what the master has done cannot be reversed. Avon spoiled principalities and power. At the mention of all these things, anointing is triggered. In your spirit, also in the heavenlies. All the demons that witnessed the resurrection of Jesus that day, when he spoiled principalities and made the public show of them, when you re ask what happened again, that experience is repeated again. They are bound again and they bow one more time. Glory to God. But what I just want to help God. Hey. The anointing is sensitive to atmosphere. I think we'll just get into this third service. If you are for second service, as you go, just open your phone. We are streaming live. So watch. Because I want to talk about why Elijah required me how to say music. And why did the spirits, as David was playing, evil spirit on Saul left? The anointing response to atmosphere. Let me leave this with you. Not all songs can create the atmosphere. Many times, the presence of God doesn't go and come. We are the ones who enter and come out. But the pathway into it, many times, song, scripture, and prayer. But I want to tell with some songs. 
every spirit recognizes every spirit they all recognize song all spirits even evil spirits there is nowhere spirits are being conjured or talked to where songs are not offered have you heard demons sing before I have heard demons sing more than five times in a vision. Terrible songs. It will wreck you. Yeah, they sing. They appeared and they began to sing. But then I responded also back by singing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Songs are not just maybe after today's service. Some of you will go and burn, throw away your ringtone. I think we will penetrate more into this next week. Life is not as neutral as you think it is. Life is spiritual. You better believe it. I was in UI. The guy came to meet me. He said, what's your opinion about blues in the night? Songs. He said, I sleep. He said, and he told me, he said, by the way, I've spoken to three pastors. No, he said, I told them, nobody can tell me not to plug my hair and listen to those blues. So I said, well, since you have made up your mind, why are you not asking me? And the Spirit of God told me that don't answer his question. I just looked at him straight away and I saw into his soul. I saw him always having sex in the dream and then being oppressed. And I described the dream. I said, you have this kind of view repeatedly. He became scared. I didn't say anything and I left. As I went, he called me. I said, you know what? Stop, stop. So I just want to tell you, I'm going to throw away my work. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't say you throw it away. But the Bible said, beware of covetousness. Otherwise, I would have said, can you bring the workman? The Lord has need of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I left him. But, and he told me as soon as he did, those dreams never came back again. Sometimes, the oppression of Satan, even though you are a New Testament Christian, they don't stop until you severe. Every, there is an inlet somewhere. If you command demon to go, because of a Christian, you have authority, they will go. But when the door is open, they will come back. So sometimes beyond telling them to go, you have to shut the door. But there are songs also. Some songs, praise, most times, they can cause the flow of God's power. But praise is not worship. Slow song doesn't guarantee worship. Worship talks about a being. When your song centers around someone, and that is the Father himself, but the greater part is where your songs focus on Jesus. Because the Bible says that in him the fullness of God dwells. Forever you will be here. Anytime we sing, I love, I love, I love your something breaks my gladly by my knees songs like that all levels declare they it's as if something rises on Jesus and on you when you are singing songs like that so exalt lift up on high the name of Jesus some years ago I was saying one of Benin's meeting in Texas. I don't know whether it was the one I went with Pastor David or the one I went. I've been in a couple of his meetings. 
And it was a small meeting, there were very few there. It was strictly for pastors. And he began to, came in. And he said, I want to teach. I said, right now, I'm not anointed. The anointing is not, it's just to teach. He said, there's no, and sincerely speaking, we saw him, it looked like just any pastor. In fact, I went to shake him, everybody was talking. Then he said that, 45 minutes into the message, I'm going to be anointed. He said, when it starts, all of you will know. Immediately that thing started, we knew. But then he began to connect by singing. Nobody could greet him again after the meeting, even though he stood on the stage there. Wasn't that what happened also between John and Jesus? He would put his head on Jesus. But when he saw the resurrected being, because people can see you, you look plain. But when the anointing rises, like the face of Moses glowing, sometimes they can see it in your eyes. I love, I love, I love your presence. I love, I love, I love your presence. I love, I love, I love you, Jesus. Jesus, my Lord, I love, I love, I love your presence. Is somebody hearing me? Now you are in your room and you are singing like this. So I exalt Lift up here, Jesus who died. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of Joachim. Hallelujah. You know, beyond singing, we have just affirmed something. Jesus who died, now glorified. He feels it on his throne. When somebody on earth is saying that, because you are giving him the reality of his existence, Jesus who died, worship is so deep, he may Satan to say to Jesus, if you worship me, look for Matthew 4, I will give you the whole world. And you can direct it to the Father also sometimes. Father of light, you are just worshiping him. And songs are quotes in the spirits. Sound is a code. Yeah, there is no spirit world where, which it, that does not have its own peculiar sound. Even Yoruba demons, African demons, that's why they will chant, chant, chant songs, and then the spirit will come everywhere. Spirits have codes, and all of them are activated by songs or voice. No native daughter picks somebody's picture and looks at that person. No, they have to say something to the picture. Then the spirits are activated as they speak. Songs. Do you worship in your house? Do you worship Jesus at all? Sometimes 15-20 minutes are enough to start. 
can you sit on your bed with your hands lifted up? That is the code. Paul said, I pray that men lift up only hands. The demands of the spirit, they demand that many times your hands are up in worship. A time comes, you can't even stand. Yes. You begin to have experiences right in your room. Now, when you speak from that experience, it becomes a law. It will happen like the value of dry bone. The spirit will say that, talk me, say this now. That one is bound to come to pass. It is from the spirit, it's not from your mind. This is where we execute judgments. And this is where we change the foundations of many generations. This is where you disconnect yourself from what's going on in your family and live on another plane. And then speak to the rest of the family and bring them to that plane. Adjustment can be made every day. And these are places you can visit every day. The anointing might not rise every single day. But from time to time, something happens in your room, decrees are made, and you are too sure. Because the Spirit will also tell you the time it will come to pass. That in seven days, many times you would have said it before you remember it, it would have come out of your mouth. When we went for Mercy Encounter London, many of you that understand London very well, Saturday morning, I was here to shave. My hair grows very far. That's why I keep it like this. So, I was like, oh God. And the meeting will start. People will start coming by 10. And most salons in London on Saturday, they don't open until 10. Early in the morning, I took a prayer walk and I began to worship. And I said, Lord, I'm doing a prayer walk for almost two hours. I, I can't... The way I'm going to walk, let's say from here to almost mainland, that's if I come back to the room, I'm not going out there. I don't have my bath and prepare for that meeting. So I'm like, but I need to say, will I now go in and walk back and wait till 10? Very early in the morning prayer walk. But I don't know, as I was going, I just got to understand, before I turn back now and walk five minutes, it just came out of my mouth that there will be a salon open and But early in the morning, when I said it, I said, thank God I said it before, unbelief came in later. That boy, you have been long how many times you know better. You stay there, I mean, you, you know it's impossible for salons to open early in the morning. But you know, as I Thomas, I just saw this Arab guy was standing at the front of the shop and he was puffing and just asked me that you want to bab? Do you want to bab? I said, Yes. He said, Come in. I told the people that came to me, they were shocked. But the Londoners knew what I was saying. That, that, that's, that's early in the morning. When water spoken like that, the king orders. Let's rise. Oh God, I have to stop. Is someone blessed this morning? Put scriptures on your phone. Put scriptures as your ringtone. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> worship the king. I feel like saying this to somebody. As you practice what I've just shared with you, when you have an experience with God, record it. And you can make it your ringtone. Anywhere God visits, He does not leave the place. There is always a deposit. When you make reference to it, the same anointing can rise again. I have to stop here. All the four days of the conference, they will be explosive. Don't miss any. 
This conference is less than 12 days away. I call on everybody. Here is the best opportunity for you to be a giver as you are led. Before the conference, except you are not led. I told the leaders and I said that I will tell the whole commission also. Please give towards the meeting. Something's going to happen. Yeah. But please, it's not compulsory. I'm just saying, for as many that want to respond, please do. God is not angry with people if you don't give. But if you walk by faith and you respond, something unusual happens to you. Because after the meeting, many people here will never be on the same level again. As a matter of fact, as the service ends today, you are walking. It's not the same person that came here who is returning. I prophesy. Let this week be the week you have been waiting for. May you also be among those who will say we are like them that are dreaming. Because it will look like a dream, but lo and behold, it is real. Those beautiful things you imagine in your room, and you are wondering which day they will happen. You imagine your wedding day, imagine this, imagine that your children, imagine your blessing, imagine your own office. It is no more an imagination. In the name of Jesus Christ, the author of life, life comes on those imaginations and they become a living reality. Somebody shout a loud amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.